podcast rolls along. Now, you've heard about the Rothenberg Therapy Center. It's uh, award-winning. I mean, uh, therapists from Vienna fly in. Vienna? And we have, yeah, that is, they're big into therapy in Vienna. Who knew? Yeah, no, I think that's something that's very, very well known. Sausages and therapy. Sausages and therapy. Isn't Freud from Vienna? That's a great question. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think Sigmund is, uh, is in fact, from v- Vienna. So hmm. can I lie on the couch for a minute with you as we start the fantasy um, segment here? Very much so. Let's let's dive into it. All right. So Monday Night Football, I'm down 20 points. And our producer, RJ, has heard this, and he's probably going to just be like, all right, enough of the story. But I, I, I need to... I need to tell it to people. Please do. Because I need I, I need your sympathy and I need your advice of how to go on. So I'm down 20 points. I have three guys, my opponent, none. Yeah. My my three guys, Terry McLaurin. Okay. Borderline star receiver, right? I have Travis Kelsey, bye, but I pick up Logan Thomas, who's legitimate tight end and is making his return this week. And the third guy I have, starting running back on the Seahawks, Alex Collins. There you go. So I have... I need 20 points. I have three guys. Yeah. Okay? You, you'd think that would be doable. Alex Collins stinks. Yep. He stinks. He's another one that if he wants to come and lie on the couch at the Rothberg Family Therapy Center, no. No. He's out. He's out. Not welcome on the couch. McLaurin, quiet, not a great game. But you know what? My team, because 20 points is not very much. My team, they cobbled together. And, and a catch here, and a run here, and a catch here, and I'm down 0. 0.3. 0. 0.3. 0.3. 135.3 to 135 on the final Washington drive. Oh. I don't know how closely you paid attention to the game and to the drive, but fourth down at the four, Washington throws a little pass over the middle. Logan Thomas, got it. Touchdown, lying in bed, late night, turn to my wife. That's right, baby. That's that's a win. Give me some skin. We, we, we Literally, we high-fived in bed as Logan Thomas scores the touchdown. Great. Wait a moment. Wait a moment. Wait a moment. Let's replay this. Let's review this. Mm-hmm. Did it hit the turf? Did it not hit the turf? Oh, it did. No touchdown. Last drive. Alex Collins not even in the game. I lose a much-needed victory, 135.3 to 135. Dave, I, I'm so sorry you're dealing with that. Ugh. I think that maybe we can go over some some pros and cons and put together a game plan for success in the future for when... Do you do you like my therapy voice? Like, at least I'm responding back with, like, an, an unbiased, like, sympathetic voice. I feel like if it were, like, you in in that situation, like, you would just, like, make fun of them. Don't turn the attention. No, I understand that people have troubles and real ailments. You come to me with my mother. She never fed me as a child that I would go days without eating. I'm I'm here. I'm ma- ma'am, I'm I'm here for you. But if an Eagles fan walks into your office and is like, I don't know, I, I'm just being caused really great grief by what we're seeing from Jalen Hurts and Jalen Rager, you would kick them out of your office or you would laugh in their face. No, I wouldn't. No, I think what I would do is I would say, lie on the couch, tell me. I would go through the entire hour. I'd make sure they paid me or I got my co-payment and then I would laugh. Ah. And then I would laugh. Yeah, absolutely. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Well, a lot a lot of fantasy owners are not laughing this week because there are a ton of running back injuries, Dave. There are there are there are a lot. So Dalvin Cook, I mean, I, I think to me, this is the most attractive one. Dalvin Cook, a separated shoulder, torn labrum as well, at out at least two weeks, run and get Alexander Madison in any league that you're in. Run. That that is the move. That I mean, we we've seen that when um 
when Cook has been out for maybe a, a game, but this, I mean, there's there there's no other option. That that is the guy. Hundred percent, and that's I mean, their offense is is good in spite of where the quarterback lines up, and you know he's going to get twenty ish carries a game, and like I think I think eighty yards, a touchdown. Three catches is a very reasonable line. If that was available, is available on your waiver wire, scoop it up immediately. Yeah, immediately. Um, yeah, he he is the guy. But again, it's it's crazy to think that, you know, two-thirds of the way through the season, we're dealing with a lot of those situation, situations right now. Like Christian McCaffrey, once again, banged up. He's now put on injured reserve. He's going to be done for the season. So, so Dave, do you, do you go Chuba Hubbard or... Do you go somewhere else? Because this Panthers team is just abysmal at this point. They're abysmal, but he's a starting running back in the league. Listen, I just played Alex Collins. So, yes, I mean, if you— if Fair there, point. If, <laughs> and, no, I mean this sincerely. Like, if there's a starting running back in the league, and it's not like this is a Madison-Hubbard splitting time kind of thing, they're the guy. So you're right. The Carolina's not great, and their, their game this past weekend was a disaster against Miami. But this is a guy that's going to get, I don't know, 18 to 23 touches— I will take that any week. Yeah, I absolutely. I would want Hubbard and I would want Madison. I want those running backs 100%. All right. All right. We'll, we'll go there. Um, so another one that we are dealing with right now or the, the, the poor Lions, um, DeAndre Swift leaving leaving Thursday's game um, looks like that Jamal Williams is is the guy moving forward there. I mean, that would be the, the guy I would assume that you would go out and grab for the Lions. Again, it's the Lions, but DeAndre Swift has been phenomenal in fantasy so far this season. Well, not not only that, and he has been phenomenal, but he played, you know, minutes of that game. I think he had three receptions in like the first four minutes of the game. So you saw a big game on the horizon mm-hmm. for uh, for DeAndre Swift, and then and then it didn't happen. And then all of a sudden, Jamal Williams is is your running back. So l- l- listen to this: Swift played three carries, no yards. Um, he had three catches for three yards, but in a PPR, that's three plus points in 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 one drive. Jamal Williams, fifteen carries. 65 yards, Igwe Buike, and a name I've been working on, one carry, 11 yards, you're right. Run and get Jamal Williams. Run. I have another running back here for you. That is, it's um, it's, an, it's a little bit of a, an injury situation as well, but you know it's one that I'm I'm happy to talk about. That is the Philadelphia Eagles backfield because the, the Eagles did not do anything right against the Giants. The formula works for them. They need to run the football. I get that their offensive line is continuing to be banged up. That said, that, that's, that's what works. You, you need to go back to that. Miles Sanders hurt right now. Jordan Howard hurt right now. Boston Scott, the lone bright spot against the Giants. He, he's the guy right now. I, I, would, I would go out if you haven't already, if he is available and you are, are going through your, your list of res- your running backs that have been injured and you don't have Alex Madison, you don't have Jamal Williams out there, you're looking for someone, I feel like Boston Scott would be a decent guy to grab. Oh, I, I agree with you. He had, he, uh, now, he had a big fumble late in the game, but 15 carries, 64 year, yard, yards, uh, 64 yards and a touchdown. And he's a guy that can catch the ball as well. Had a couple of targets, had two catches. So I couldn't agree more. Um, Howard's hurt. Gainwell has just never become the guy. Sanders, they want to be the guy, but he's always hurt. He's uh, always hurt. Boston Scott is your guy. And, Christian, just to, to whet the appetite a little more. Please do. Yeah, they play the Jets this week. So Boston Scott becomes Let's go. very, very attractive. Now, I'm flummoxed by this one, and I, I do not know what to do. And here, in fact, is the issue. Yes. And the issue is this. 
Dak Prescott. There's a report days ago. Uh, not Dak Prescott. Um, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott. A, a report days ago that Elliott uh, is good, might even be shut down, certainly will be limited in his carries. And then Jerry Jones comes out on Tuesday of this week, 13, and says, expect a huge game from Ezekiel Elliott on Thursday night. We are going to feed him the ball continuously. I'm confused, and I'm not exactly sure what you want to do here. Yeah, I'm confused as well. I feel like Jerry always throws out those little nuggets, and it, it creates such a you know a media storm around it. But again, I don't know how true those those kind of claims actually end up being uh, come Sunday or in this case, come Thursday. Um, I, I think the other question mark that I have going into this is knowing that Mike McCarthy is on the COVID list, knowing that he's not going to be out there. I'm really interested to see if um, Kellen Moore, their offensive coordinator, starts taking any liberties. If he starts to, um, you know, kind of put together a little bit of a differing game plan, something that we haven't seen before. Um, that said, you you feel like you need to instill something into to Zeke right now, especially going up against a team like the Saints that the Cowboys should beat handedly. Um, I, I'd be interested to see from that side of things, but I, I mean, do you is this the Tony Pollard game then? Um, I mean, has has Jerry Jones, as I kind of talk through this stream of consciousness, has Jerry Jones just jinxed it and it's going to be the Tony Pollard game? I don't know. I, I don't know. I have, I have no idea. I would be if I if I had either guy Pollard or uh, Ezekiel Elliott, I'd be very worried. But the thing is, you got it's Thursday, so you're gonna you, you, if if you have one of them, you probably probably want them in your lineup. And and that Saints run defense is pretty decent to begin with, so I, I don't think it's ideal. Uh, one more. That I'll throw out there. Uh, Zach Moss wasn't even active for the Bills. Matt Breida, now he wasn't great, but he did have a touchdown uh, off of a pass on on Thanksgiving night. So I think he's an interesting guy that you can you could probably pick up as well. He is because, as we know, as much as you can be involved in the Bills' passing game, not the run game, because <laughs> they have no run game. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you have a running back for the Bills like Brita, who who's able to to catch as well, that that's a that's a smart pickup for sure. Yep, and I have one more, but it's it's not exactly a household name. So, is there anybody else that you? Uh, no, I'm excited for you to reach into your Mary Poppins bag of tricks and pull something out. Uh, you're gonna have to help me with the pronunciation of this gentleman, by the way. Oh boy, it, it, the, the the receiver on the Niners uh, with Debo Samuel being out is is it is it Jawan? Is that is that how you say Jawan Jennings? He's a he's a must add because it looks like Debo Samuel is going to be out. Uh, Jennings becomes the the number two receiver um, for San Francisco, and I uh, you know behind Brandon Ayuk, and and that's that's an attractive look against the Seattle defense, which is is hardly great. Yep, Jawan Jennings, there it is, got to go with. Yeah, yeah. So you know this he scored a touchdown uh, this past week against uh, Minnesota. Now he's going to get a lot more playing time with Samuel out. So. I think he's a, a somewhat attractive uh, attractive wide receiver if you're in a, a deep league. Yes, 1,000%. So a- anybody else or have we uh, come to the end of our fantasy help and advice here? You know what, Dave? I think we've, we've come to the end right now because I, for one, am very excited to dive into our pick segment. Oh, yeah. Uh, that'll be the end of the podcast this week. We'll join you later in the week. Thank you for listening. No, no, no. And that's the end of our pick segment for Dave Kristen Rogers. Uh, Stop uh, it. Let's get into all it. All right. Here if you're we not going to do it, I'll say it's time for a pig segment. Why don't, you, why don't you take? Yeah. Yeah. With that, Dave, yeah. let's turn it over to our esteemed producer, RJ Santillo, with the very latest on our week, our pick, our weekly pick segment. Uh-huh. Darn it! I just flummoxed it. Our weekly pick segment. No, no, no! Keep going. RJ, what are the standings? 
Not so easy, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good teamwork there. I, I appreciate what you both did. And the reason that Dave, who normally intros this, is not doing so, he's rebelling, but we must go on with the standings. A one and two week, of which during the little break we just took, he told us how close he was to, in fact, having a good week. And as I look it over, Dave, you were pretty close. It's it's one of those betting weeks that goes sideways on you. Uh, you were one and two on the week, and on the season, you're 15 and 21, which is not awesome. Uh, Kristen goes two and one. She has her first winning week since week nine, which is much needed at this point. And the Patriots have really uh, engined Kristen's climb back to the top. And Kristen, as I look back here, you have taken the Patriots every single week since week six, with the exception of week 10. And I made a mistake by not taking them that week. And every single one of those weeks since week six, you have taken them, you have won. And as a result, that helps you to a two in one week. You are 16, 19, and one on the season. Uh, You're one up in the win column. But thanks to that tie, you are a game and a half up in total. So that's where we are. I mean, with all that going on and on and waxing poetic and all that stuff, the the brass taxes is she has a one and a half game lead on me heading into week 13, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Now, you mentioned that game. I know it's not till uh, next Monday, December the 6th, amazingly enough. But that Bills-Patriots game is just, that's going to be phenomenal. Bills giving three at home against New England. You're going to ride with the Patriots again next Monday. I cannot commit one way or another. I'm going to take some time to digest uh-huh. um, and, and to see to see what shakes out in the next few days. But um, that is, is it is it too um, is it too much to say that the winner of that game will be your AFC champion at the end of the season? The a- the AFC champion or the AFC East champion? No, 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 no. Real? Yeah. No, I, I won't. I won't go there yet. Okay. Uh, no, I won't go there yet. No, because uh, I think Kansas City. I'm I, I'm not sold back on them yet, but I, I can't go there. Uh, Tennessee is uh, is a team that if they were to get healthy with their receivers and Derrick Henry to come back. Baltimore is a team that I would keep my eye on. I think the winner of this game has a leg up on the division. But again, these two two teams play again in a couple weeks. So uh, for me, I think you're, I mean, it's a huge game, but I think you're reading a little too much into, is it fair to say that team is your favorite to win the AFC? Jumping the gun. I got it. Just had to put it out there. Let's continue. Uh, Just a little bit. All right. Let's continue along. So, you know, I would think this would be a bigger number. And that's the Thursday night game this week. Dallas only laying four and a half uh, on the road in New Orleans. I don't know. I would I would have thought this would be a bigger number. New Orleans looks terrible. And I think you'll probably start to see some Taysom Hill. But I would have th- thought this would be like a, I don't know, a six and a half or a seven point spread with uh, with Dallas against, uh, against New Orleans on the road. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought this was going to be a six and a half point spread. Um, I, I'm surprised that it's not. I'm wondering if this is just kind of a, a knee-jerk reaction to Mike McCarthy Interesting to see again how much of an impact he's actually his his absence is going to have on this game. Um, but again, you know, maybe a question mark about what we're going to see from from the Cowboys' running game as well. Vegas always knows something, um, but this Saints team just looks so bad. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see how Taysom Hill looks as as the guy this week. Um, I don't want to get involved, but the the Cowboys need a win in this game if they want to get back to some of their winning ways. Desperately, I mean, you cannot fault the seven and five after being uh, six and one. Uh, this is interesting to me. Uh, Bears, they they won. They didn't look good on uh, on Thanksgiving Day. They're home against Arizona. Sounds like Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are going to be back. And Arizona's a it's a pretty hefty number. They're an eight point favorite on the road in Chicago. Yeah, the Bears stink though. So I that that's one that I feel comfortable with. I think the only question mark that I still have is. 
how much rust, if at all, does Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins need to shake off? Because it's been a minute since they've played football. Um, it's been a minute since they've been on the field. Uh, obviously, the bye week helps when, when you're able to, to rest up the entire team. But um, I, I, I can easily see the Cardinals covering that. But just curious to see how much rest those two need to shake off. There's some big spreads this week. You want me to rattle off some of these yeah, big numbers? Yeah, let's walk through them. Indianapolis on the road in Houston, they're giving nine. Yep. Which is not which is not not outrageous no. by any stretch, seeing what Houston is. And you got to figure that Indy's just going to – I mean, if the Jets could run the football down the throats of uh, Houston, I imagine Indy will as well. Tampa's giving 11 – on the road in Atlanta, which is another big number, and the Rams are home to Jacksonville, and the number is thirteen. So you have you and Kansas City is giving ten. This feels like a big number to me as well. Kansas City giving ten at home to Denver. Yeah, I I, I would say that the the Rams Jacksonville line and the um uh the the Kansas City Denver line are the two that um are maybe I think the the richest for my taste in this case um I mean the the Broncos are only a game back of of the Chiefs in the AFC West I, again I stand by the fact that I think the AFC West has been very cannibalistic to this point of the season I'm interested that that game is going to be so much fun to watch on Sunday night because I mean, there, there's a chance for first place in, in the division on the line. Really interested to see what we, you know, if which Broncos team essentially shows up there. I, I think it's going to be closer than, than 10 points for sure. Um, and then as we go back to, you know, Jacksonville, who knows what we're going to see in this case, because while while the Rams do need a win, I'm, I'm interested to see if, if they can cover that number, if this is going to be a two-touchdown game. Yeah, you know Buffalo would cover the number against a lousy team. We'll see if the Rams are able to. Yeah. And there's one more that, that kind of jumped off the page to me, and that is uh, it's a big game. Uh, Washington at the Raiders. Both teams have kind of – feels like they've righted the ship a little bit. Raiders giving two and a half to Washington. Yeah, this feels like this should be – Washington, but as we just saw, or sorry, we, this should be the Raiders, but as we just saw from Washington, I mean, they know how to keep those those games, you know, they, they, they know what to do in, the, in those final moments. Again, it is that enigma of the season if we don't know who's a fraud, who's not. Um, very interesting to see what, what Washington's going to do in this game. Because again, the Raiders, if they want to keep up in the AFC West, they're, they're going to need a win over Washington. And then one more for me, and that's uh, Cincinnati and the Chargers. Cincinnati, you know, they, they got hammered a couple weeks ago by Cleveland. And they've come out and they've gotten, you know, a couple of big-time wins. Uh, they beat Baltimore. They beat... Um, who did they beat this past week? I can't even remember. But regardless of that, uh, now they have the Chargers at home. Oh, they beat the Seals. They hammered them. They have the Chargers at home. Uh, Cincinnati's giving three at home against L.A. And L.A. is another team that I just kind of can't figure out. Yeah, I desperately want this to be a close competitive game. But if the same Chargers team that played last Sunday just shows up again this week, I, I don't think so. Especially if it's the same Bengals team that just throttled the Steelers. Um, the, the Chargers need to be competitive in these games. Um, I, I have a bad feeling they're not going to be. Uh, so I, I would like the Bengals minus three in this. I'm not committing, obviously, one way or another right now. But I, I, I well, after what we just saw, I, I like the Bengals. Well, that, that's it for me. Is there anything that you have or we'll pick this up uh, later in the week? No, I think we should pick this up later in the week because uh, I need to, to mull. I need to digest. I need to spend some time on my own therapy couch figuring out what I'm going to do and hopefully get another uh, game over you. Yeah, well, I don't like that. But if you need any help uh, via the therapy, uh, my office is always open and you can, at a minimum, always leave uh, a, a detailed voicemail. So that's it for the NFL Edge podcast. She is Kristen Rogers. I am the therapist, Dave Rothenberg. And this, as always, has been another edition of the NFL Edge podcast. <laughs>